to Music Ray Gun. I'm Paul Ciampanelli. I am Kirk Pinchon. And this is the show where we pick a musical topic, then we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic. And if you go to musicraygun.com slash playlists, you'll find a playlist of all the clips so you can see everything we're talking about. And if you're a regular listener to Music Ray Gun, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or at least a rating. Come on. Uh, if you're lazy, you don't have to write a review, but give us a rating. It's yeah. just a click of the mouse. One click. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you prefer. More reviews and ratings for the show helps more people find the show, and that would make me and Kirk very happy. Right very, now. very happy. Yeah. Uh, we actually did get a few more reviews, hey! including our first review from I don't know who it is, just somebody who listened to the show. So, hey. pretty happy about Look at that. that. Yeah. See, we're making moves. Yes. Uh, announcements. I sort of announced this a few episodes ago that I was uploading our episodes to YouTube, mm -hmm. our YouTube channel. They are now all up there. Oh, awesome. It took forever because it took several hours to create each video and then upload it to oh, YouTube. God. So it was a lot of work, but they're all up there now. And now from now on, we'll keep up when the episodes go up on iTunes and everywhere else. They'll go up on YouTube as well. Nice. So if people want to listen there, subscribe there. We got our playlists there. We got our episodes are there. Uh, to find the page, you can go to musicraygun.com and where it says subscribe on the menu, hover over that. YouTube will be an option. It'll take you to our channel. Subscribe once and then it's, yeah. you'll always be able to access it. That's it. We're here for you all the time. Yeah. Because even I'm a guy who like, sometimes if I wanted to listen to music at work, yeah, I have a Spotify account, but sometimes it's just easier to pull up what you want on YouTube. Oh, yeah, totally. So if you don't feel like subscribing to the podcast or going to find it, it's on YouTube. It's easy access. Yeah, we're here for you. Yeah. So uh, let's do corrections and clarifications, yes. as we always do. Last time you had your first correction ever. <laughs> yes, and now... And now is two in a row for two you. two in a row. I, I have two. none. It's <laughs> balance <laughs> of power has shifted. <laughs> Things are changing. Yeah. Damn it. I have two. Uh, the first one... Uh, was uh, for some reason when we were talking about Janet Jackson and her uh, song from the show Fame, right? I kept saying Beat Street. Yeah, it's Dream Street. Oh, oh, Beat Street is the uh, early '80s breakdancing movie that I love to death. Okay, so I think in my head I kept saying Beat Street. The song is Dream Street, which makes more sense for that uh, scene in the show. That's fine. Yeah. I should have caught it too, having. You know, put the YouTube playlist yes. together and was looking at it on the screen. <laughs> good. So you're sharing this one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. It's correcting both of us. I mean, call it 70 30. <laughs> I'll <laughs> take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. And then the second one was, you know, uh, uh, your, your new favorite, Reby. Yes. I uh, love Reby. I also have something to say about okay. Reby, but it's a clarification, not okay. a correction. So. She did record more. Okay. Uh, nothing ever hit again. Yeah. Nothing ever really charted pop wise. She did like two more albums, mm -hmm. both of them produced by Tito. Uh, oh, really? Yes. And another, and another one, another group that you may or may not know uh, from the late 80s called Surface. They had a song, mm -hmm. Shower Me With Your Love. Yeah. It's a real treatly ballad. Uh, and uh, they produced Centipede and they produced her stuff. Mm -hmm. But she did have a couple more albums and it ended by like uh, like the 90s. She's like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. So she had like three albums total. I will say that's good for the listener's sake. I knew all that. <laughs> I didn't know it before we recorded the last episode, but after we recorded, of course, I read about maybe on Wikipedia. Because you became just, obsessed, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. listened to Centipede a bunch that week. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so 
I well, we had surmised while we were looking at the centipede video. We kind of asked the question: Did does Michael do backing vocals? On yes, this? and we weren't sure. Confirmed that he does. Oh. Not a surprise at all. Yeah. However, he didn't do them alone. The Weather Girls also <gasps> no did way. backing vocals on that. <laughs> Weather Girls, yeah, underrated. Sure. Yeah. Uh, also, I had asked, like, right at the beginning of the video, because it kind of reminded me of Prince and even more of, like, a Vanity Six yeah. type of thing. Like, who wrote and or produced mm-hmm. the song. Turns out that's Michael Jackson, too. He wrote it for it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Channeling a little Prince there. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that he wrote it for it. Yeah. That's cool. So, Michael Jackson wrote Centipede. He thinks centipedes are hot. I'm okay. Sure. I mean, we knew that Michael's weird, but you know, to each his own. Yeah. Maybe he had like a pet centipede or something on Neverland Ranch. (laughs) Among many things. Yeah. I'm not trying to shit on Michael Jackson. No, never. He just had, he was a strange person. He was, uh, yeah. But now that we've taken care of a little bit of residual Jackson Dynasty business, (laughs) why are we here today? Paul, it's the Halloween season. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Halloween songs, Halloween. but not exactly Halloween songs. Some of them are, some of them aren't. It's it's all spookery. It's all ookery. It's all spookery and ookery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if people are da- if they're listening to this when it's a new episode, it's just a few days before yep. Halloween. People are gearing up for it. Yep. It's a big so deal. I hope we'll get you in the mood a little bit. Yep. Paul, did you uh, dress up in Halloween? What did you go as? Uh, I was just talking about this. I've, I've never been much of a Halloween guy. It always overlaps my birthday, so I resent it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm My birthday's the 28th. Oh, that's right. So my birthday parties from friends are always like, we're having a Halloween party, and then also Paul's birthday. <laughs> oh, no. It's like you were a Christmas kid. Yeah. Oh. But my most memorable Halloween was <clears throat> 1989, because I always went trick-or-treating with my older brother and younger mm-hmm. cousin. And that year, we were all Batman. Because, of course, we were. Because that was the year Tim Burton's yeah, Batman yeah. came out. And the thing about it was, like, there was no fighting about it or rivalry. Or like, no, I get to be Batman. Really? It was just like, yeah, we're all going to be. Of course, we're all going to be yeah. Batman. You're all like, this is fine. Like, this it just is, makes sense. Right. We all have the same. And, like, every boy in the neighborhood was Batman. Oh, that's so funny. It was just just a lot of the same costume. Yeah, all yeah. the same. And. But the remarkable thing is there was none of that. Like, there's no wrestling over it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we all agree we're going to be fine. <laughs> Good. Of this, course. This makes sense for like, all of us involved. Yes. Good. We completely understand that we're all just going to be the same thing. Because what else would we be? <laughs> there's nothing else we could be right. in 1989. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That because when, sense. I mean, I guess you could be the Joker. But when you're seven, you're not interested no. in being the villain. You want to no. be the superhero. No, he's way cooler looking. Yeah. Way yeah. cooler looking. Yeah. Nice. But let's get to musical Halloween. Yes. Well, I should ask you. I return the ball. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. What's your, what is, yeah, I want to know what you I, this is going to sound like I was, did Halloween in like the 1940s. You were hobo? <laughs> I was Groucho Marx. Oh, that's a classic. For like, yeah. For like five years in a row. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, now it's lazy. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know, because you got the glasses. I would get my dad's old coat. Uh, not that he smoked cigars, but for some reason in the 70s, they would have cigars around for parties and stuff. So I'd grab a cigar that was still wrapped. Yeah. And I would go around, and, and that was me. That was uh, Groucho Marx. I'm a, I'm a huge Marx Brothers fan. Yeah, Marx Brothers are great. I think, great. I, I mean, I don't think kids now do Groucho, but probably no. there's like one nerdy kid who discovers the Marx Brothers <laughs> at a young age still yeah. and, and does. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. a real, like you said, you do it like four or five times in a row. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. 
I'll find the glasses and the nose and the hat, and I'm done. You know who, who's the really cool kid? Is the kid in 2017 who goes out as Harpo. Yeah. Doesn't even have, like, a squad. It's just, just him, Harpo. and he's like, I'm just Harpo Marx. And, and he doesn't speak. Right, just yes. the pink wig. And Would the, be yeah. really good as a guy who comes out as Zeppo, and he's just in his, he's like, I'm, I'm Zeppo Marx. <laughs> Literally the worst <laughs> Halloween costume. You're who? And I'm Zeppo Marx. Yeah. yeah. I'm just a guy. <laughs> yeah, just me. Nominally talented <laughs> man with yeah. the, wearing a suit. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm the handsome one, I guess. I'll, I'll take some candy now if you want to give it to me. Or not, it's up to you. Yeah. You could be Chico, but then you'd have to do that offensive accent. Yeah. You don't have a piano. <laughs> you don't have a piano, so it's not as endearing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, welcome to Marx Brothers Ray Gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our offshoot show. Could, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get into it. The sure. first clip is mine. Kirk, in 1976, you were six. No, six, yeah. Did you watch or were you aware of the Paul Lind Halloween special? No. I knew of Paul Lind because of the Center Square. Center Square. I didn't know him from anything else but Center Square. I actually grew up knowing him as the voice of Templeton the Rat in the animated Charlotte's Web. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (coughs) Charlotte. Um, (laughs) That wasn't bad. It's the only word I can do is Paul Lind. Still counts. Well, he had a Halloween special mm-hmm. on one of the three networks in 1976. I don't even remember which one. It doesn't yeah, matter. It's one of them. Yeah. We're not going to watch the whole thing. The whole thing is on YouTube. So if people mm-hmm. want to watch the whole thing, they can. But one of his many guests, because it was a variety show, yes. was Kiss. Because it's oh the height of Kiss. Right? So they did like a few songs on the episode, but they also did a little bit of a comedy... A little banter? They did a little banter with Paul oh, and no. Margaret... Uh, who plays the Wicked Witch? Margaret... Uh, 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 I can't remember because I keep thinking Marx Brothers, Margaret Dumont, and that's not even... That's fine. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. movie Ray Gun. I'm not embarrassed if we can't remember. Yeah. But they, uh, Paul had her on, like, dressed as the Wicked Witch. Oh, so course. Paul Lind and Margaret, the Wicked Witch... Talk to Kiss. And they are like the Ramones where they're just these four dummies from Queens who just have like obnoxious New York yeah, accents. Yeah. And they're trying to do jokes. Uh, and they're like, they're not funny. This is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And even, even Paul and like, well, his, his shtick is like he tells a bad, like a dad joke on yeah. purpose. And he's like, ooh. No, yeah. no. So, but it's pretty entertaining. And then we'll watch Kiss. Perform, and then we can talk about Kiss a little bit because oh. they're perfect for Halloween. Oh yeah, I mean, 100%. if ever a rock band was designed for Halloween, exactly. Um, other than like any weird rockabilly band that's like sort of horror-y, but that's a different uh, topic. Oh my God! Look at that jacket. <laughs> you have you really? <laughs> they're just like, why are we here? Oh, do you think how many takes do you think she needed to remember their names? Oh, I, I, at least twelve. Oh, you don't think that she's actually a Kiss fan? <laughs> she's like she hangs with them. Yeah, she goes on tour with them. She bought Destroyer the day. <laughs> she's out. like this fucking kills. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love this. Got your name and how you got your act. You had a fight, and your mother's told you to kiss mm. and make up. <laughs> That's not even a joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least the joke is that it's a bad joke. (laughs) Yes. Kiss just ices him. Yeah. But but because, like, Kiss sucks, I mean, we haven't even gotten there yet, but I hate Kiss. (laughs) 
Interesting. I, I don't it, hate them as much as you. But. It just seems to me like they're too dumb to get jokes. I feel <laughs> like it's not that they're above it. They're just like a little yeah. like we're over we're here. We're too cool. We're rock and roll yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And your makeup is something else. How long does it take you to put it on? We don't wear makeup. Oh, that's... <laughs> oh, wow, Gene. You're so dark. Yeah. Anyway, now they go into King of the Nighttime World, which is a good Halloween song, I guess. But, like, the set looks cool. The set does look cool. It's very well decorated for I'm wondering, Halloween. I'm, I'm going to assume that they're lip syncing this. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. So, how did you... Were, now, you were a, a little boy at the time. Were you yeah. ever into Kiss at all? Oh, very little. Yeah. I know of guys who are fucking obsessed with Kiss. Yeah. Like, I had friends who uh, bought all their shit. Because they were, like, the first band to merchandise everything. Right, because they look awesome. They're comic yeah. book characters yeah. as a rock band. And they had, like... My my friends had, like, the Kiss van or, like, the model cars that they built. I never yeah. had any of that shit. Um, they were fine. You know, I liked their hits growing up. I was like, oh, their hits are cool. When they took their, their, their makeup off, they sucked. Yeah. They were Lick fun. It Up is actually one of my Kiss songs that I can tolerate. Oh, really? The last song I liked by them was uh, I Want to Hear It Loud. And I think it was yeah. one of the last times they had makeup on. But I just think they're... <clears throat> but what? Have you ever heard of or seen Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park? I haven't seen all of it, but I've heard of it. I've seen clips from it. I've, I know how bad it I is. I used to tape it. I, we taped it on TV. <laughs> yeah. And it is everything you think it is. It is so bad, and yeah. they are so obviously all just coked out of their mind. Mm-hmm. Ace isn't even in it for parts no, of it. They Ace have like a what black was, stuntman. There's a black stuntman. Yeah. Ace, um, it was either, uh, I think it was Ace. It was either Ace. No, it was Peter Chris. Oh, here's the... Uh, yeah, that's fire. Cool. Yeah, and the, the fire thing is always cool. Yeah, good stage. Uh, pyrotechnics. Yeah, good stage there. Peter Chris apparently was so drunk. Yeah. Uh, for the shooting of Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park, that they had to dub a voiceover actor. For yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, I've seen the. I've seen like the worst of. Yes. Uh, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park on yeah. YouTube and stuff, and it's pretty atrocious. It's a train wreck. But there's like. There's one big... There's a lot of fight scenes. Like, they do fights, which is a kid. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, they're doing fight scenes. And at one point, they fight... Because uh, this is Halloween. They fight Frankenstein, yeah. Mummy, Dracula. And they're in this, like, cavern fighting. They used to scare the fuck out of me. I think it was terrifying. Yeah, because they are basically superheroes. Yeah, they, yeah, they were superheroes. They had magic hey, powers. Hey, Starchild, we gotta defeat Frankenstein. <laughs> That's it, what it was. Okay, the demon, we better go fight him and the mummy, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was, and yeah. like uh, Star Child, he had superpowers with his eyes. Right, he could do he could rays. shoot like a laser out of his. Yes, yeah. H freely could teleport. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing is like all that cool shit surrounding the band, the yeah. costumes and the makeup, yeah. the merchandise and the comic books appeals to a prepubescent boy. Yes, but musically they're just so lame. Like. They don't rock that hard for what they look like. They're not even as hard as, like, Thin Lizzy. They're more like oh, Grand Funk Railroad. You know what I mean? Like, they're just not that. When I look at Kiss, I want them to sound like a metal band. You, you know want it I mean? a little harder. Yeah. Interesting. They're just kind of whack. Do like, you think, though, that 
maybe because it's of its time that you're like, oh, it was hard back then. I can't tell. No, because Motorhead existed at oh, that okay. time. You know what I mean? I That's what, what I want to hear when I see Kiss. Okay, I get you that. I want to hear at least hard rock. This is real. Like, yeah. It's just straightforward rock and roll. Yeah, but it's kind of bland. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. If they were just the guys from New York with no makeup and no stage persona. Yeah. They'd just they'd be like a bar band. They'd be a bar band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So it's all like they just don't deliver on the promise of their appearance. Yes. Except their stage. I will say I saw Kiss live. Did you really? Yeah, when I was a, my first semester at college, a friend of mine had tickets and had like an extra one. And he was like, do you want to go see Kiss? And I was like, I don't like Kiss, but I feel like seeing them, like, yeah. you know, it's like the Grateful Dead. Like, me, you have to be there kind of thing. No, it's not. Which, I don't like the Dead either, yeah. so I'm not actually making that argument. But I just, and also it was my first semester at college, so I was in that that headspace of like, I should try things and be <laughs> open. Yeah. Then you realize, fuck Say that. yes. So I went. I paid 50 It's not like you gave me the ticket. It cost oh, you me had to 50 pay. bucks. Oh, my God. And like... You get to the show, they're breathing fire and spinning blood, and they've got like a big... Wait, did they have makeup for this one? Yeah, this is 2000. Oh, this oh is like they one of their big okay, Peter right. Chris was actually with them, it was the, it was the four got main it, guys. Yeah. And uh, for the first couple numbers, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. And But then you realize the show's going to be an hour and a half, and you're like, ugh. You're like, oh, more of this. That's, yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> they should do a 20-minute show. <laughs> Just wrap it up. Do bath, rock and roll all night, Detroit yeah. Rock City. We're good. Or they should bring Paul Lind on tour with them <laughs> to do bits between songs. That I would pay more than fifty dollars to see. Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely pay more than fifty dollars for that. <laughs> Your mother's told you to kiss and make up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's literally it's, more entertaining than uh, than hearing Doctor Love or Ugh Beth. Oh yeah, Beth is. <laughs> I forgot about Doctor Love until you just brought it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, the next clip is yours. Yes. People will know Rockwell from his big hit. Yep, somebody's watching me. Yeah, Just which is that's kind of Halloween. Halloween-y. I think a lot of people put that on their Halloween <laughs> mix. If they're basic, they put that one and on. And we're not basic. But you're not basic, so no. you didn't go with that one. I didn't go that one with his second hit, which is kind of a hit. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, the only other song he came out with, really, mm-hmm. called Obscene Phone Caller. Right, which is sort of in the same vein of like, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Right? So... It's more novelty than anything. Um, It's one of those... For those who don't know, Rockwell was Barry Gordy's son. Right. And uh, he came out with an album, a song, Somebody's Watching Me, which is not a great song except for the Michael Jackson song. Right. Michael Jackson sings the chorus. And it's great. Yeah. It's a great chorus. It's not a bad song, but even... He barely sings. Even it kind of feels like a novelty. I agree. I agree. So that makes this even more of a novelty. Because it's the follow-up. Yes. I just remember this and just going, oh boy, this chorus is... Just it doesn't have Michael on it. No, and it's it's like it's it's so forced. It's really bad. Well, let's but just get into uh, it. And I always I always laugh about it because it's just it's now okay. Yeah. This can this is they they literally start the video yeah by just playing somebody's watching yes to be like hey guys this is that guy yeah you know Rockwell you liked this song right. Maybe <laughs> but it's it's already what that's what they want you to think. But it's really just telling me like, wow, they don't have the confidence of this hit standing on its own. <laughs> no, they don't at all. No, they don't. So now it's like, oh, Rockwell, he's a big star. Everyone wants a piece of him. He's a good looking kid. Oh yeah, super good looking kid. Yeah. Cannot sing. Didn't have the talent, but he's he's the son of Motown. The so. Son of Motown, yeah. 
Um, and there he is, in all his glamour and his hair. Too cool for the fans. Too cool. Are you going to be that cool for your fans like a year from now, Rockwell? <laughs> no, you, you aren't. Be like, where'd they all go? Good evening, Mr. Rockwell. You had a lot of calls, but no one left a message. Uh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Uh, he is one of the villains in Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, the yes. clerk. This is one the of clerk the gods. The yeah. Desk. yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's one of the. He's one of the. He's one yeah. of the gods that fought Kurt Russell. Wow. Why is Rockwell called Rockwell? I have no idea. Okay. I should have looked it up. I don't know. Because he rocks well. Is this like GQ I'm... stands for good quality? <laughs> I hope it's just that. Like, yeah. What does Rockwell be? It's like I rock really yeah. well. You know, Rockwell makes yeah. sense. So he has. A, so the, the, he's just found out he's gotten a lot of calls, but no yes, messages. But no one calls because they're obscene. Obscene phone calls. Obscene phone calls. From I love looking at his face. Huh. Huh? That's strange. Why would people call right. me? Just do some face acting. This is also a problem that's completely been solved by caller ID. <laughs> exactly. This. this. Before, this was a problem. Yeah. The, the obscene phone callers were a blight against the, uh, society. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that is that part video only or is that does that No, that's the, track? the song. That's on Who the track. Is this? That's on the track. That was great. And we didn't hear what the obscene phone caller said at you all. You never really hear. Yeah. That's the it's too hot for radio. Is that the genius or the stupidity of Rockwell? Cuz what obscene phone callers <laughs> would do, I understand from TV and movies is just like heavy breathing. That's what I would call it from. Yeah. Yeah. That that's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that fiddle playing. Play. Yeah. And he's doing an accent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's the chorus. That chorus drives me insane. Why? Because it's so dumb. Well, yeah. Find someone else to bother. Mr. or Miss. Yeah. Obscene phone Phone caller. And why is it Mr. or Miss? You think you would know? I mean, I guess you would, but maybe Rockwell's just... I think... You're right. This sounds like it was on Dr. Demento rather than... Yeah. It's a novelty song, and that's why it always makes you think of like a Halloween song. Because his little accent is a little like monster mashy. Right? Yeah, yes. I was exactly. working in the lab and yeah. one night when my phone rang and gave me a dreadful fright. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's hard to take this as like a serious song. It's really hard to take Yeah, it. because of all of this nonsense. And it, it really lacks yes. the Michael Jackson <laughs> hook. It is like a catchy pop song, but. But yeah. It's yeah. also. You see the mailman walking through this video. The mailman is from the first video from somebody's watching me. Oh. So it's a callback. Now, the... I want to hear this part. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was going to say, he's okay with it as long as it's a girl. Yeah, but if it's a guy, this is wrong. Right. The, the reason it's disappointing to me that this didn't warrant further singles is I feel like this is the second part of at least a trilogy. <laughs> like, somebody's watching me, 
Then they start calling me. Like, it's the, you know, I want to hear the conclusion of the Rockwell, the Doctor Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, the call's coming from inside the house. Or, oh, my God. The call, yes. Like, the third Rockwell single is called, like, Break In. <laughs> <laughs> Home Invasion. Right. And then, but, like, it's it's a double meaning because it's called Break In, but then it's also, like, a break in, a breakbeat song. Oh, and, and it's, like, cool break dancing yes. in the video. Yes. Right? Break In. Break, break In. in. Kind of like what he does with his name, Rockwell. Yeah. If Barry Gordy, if you're listening. <laughs> we can make this happen, Barry. I'm really good at music industry. <laughs> <laughs> See, and then the the uh, uh, the bellhop was the a bellhop was sexy a lady, sexy lady with a mustache that she took off. Right. And he's so like, she's the obscene phone caller, I guess so. And he's like, <laughs> but it maybe it wasn't because oh, the phone rang again. That, that's scary. Yeah. I See, happy Halloween. If I had hair right now, it would be bone white. <laughs> <laughs> it would be bone white. Yeah. Oh my god! So yeah, that was Rockwell's lesser hit. That's yeah. I like that's a a deep cut for Halloween, but <laughs> it deep, works. It deep works cut for Rockwell. Yeah. If you're making a Halloween party mix this year, listener, don't put somebody's watching me up. No, no. Do obscene phone call. Yeah, yeah. Come on, switch it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The next one's mine. It warrants a little bit of explanation. I yeah, I'm reading words that I don't know what they mean. Okay. Lone I know you don't like reggae. We're gonna hear some reggae. Lone Ranger is classic reggae. Okay. Artist. This song is from the seventies. Do you know who Barnabas Collins is? No. Do you know what Dark Shadows is? TV show? Yeah. Dark okay. Shadows was a soap opera in the seventies, yeah. maybe late sixties to seventies. Uh, like a daily soap opera, but it was like gothic and it had vampires and werewolves and shit in it. Mm-hmm. Very Halloweeny. Yeah. Uh, and the most famous character from it was Barnabas Collins, who was an aristocratic vampire, like a Count Dracula type. Did you watch this? Like you no, know, you just know of it. Yeah, because it's sort of a cult hit, and also Tim Burton did a Dark Shadows movie oh, a few years right. ago. He did, in which Johnny Depp played Barnabas. Okay. Did you see that? No. Okay. Because I don't really know Dark Shadows that much, and also that movie was supposed to be terrible. Yes. Um, but from what I understand, the soap opera had been on for a little while. The uh, ratings were terrible. Mm. So it was like on the bubble. So they introduced this character of Barnabas Collins, who wasn't an original character on the show. They introduced this vampire... Mm-hmm. And immediately the ratings skyrocketed. Oh, okay. it, it, the show like became about him. He became the oh, main wow. character. Okay. So in seventy six or nine, I don't remember. Late seventies, Lone Ranger, this reggae artist, records a song called Barnabas Collins. Okay. That's about Barnabas Collins. So it's this really hard reggae song oh, about God. the soap opera vampire. This is this is so much randomness. Right. So you might not like the music, but the video we're going to watch is a bunch of clips from Dark Shadows. Like someone made oh, a music video okay. to the song out of clips from the show. So it's nice and spooky. All right. To this hilarious, in my opinion, song about Barnabas Collins. Because the musical quality of it as a reggae song does not match this tale about yeah. a gothic vampire. It's very uh, incongruous. Yeah, but there are hilarious like lyrics in it about like 
Barney, you're the best in all the business. Barney, chew your neck like a Wrigley's. Like, oh my god, the lyrics are going to be hard to understand because his Jamaican accent is so thick. In okay. fact, I found a YouTube video that was an interview from a couple years ago with Lone Ranger talking about the song, and I was like, oh, this will be a good companion. And then I watched it, and I couldn't understand. <laughs> it's worth most of what he was saying because wow. his, his Jamaican accent is so thick. But I love this song. In fact. I found the song before I ever heard of Dark Shadows. That's how I learned what Dark oh, Shadows is. Oh, really? Although I don't remember how I found it. I was song. about to say, how would you even I think know a friend this? like linked it to me 10 or 12 wow. years ago. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Not a reggae guy. I hate reggae. Are you re- I do like reggae. You're yeah. Oh, the, with the with the shots of the show. Yeah. I recognize the show. Real seventies. Oh my god, this is so weird. <laughs> it feels like a novelty too. Kind of, but. Oh my god, that's bad. I don't know if anyone on the show ever called him Barney, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it either. So, how big of a reggae fan are you? I mean, pretty casual. Um, but I really, I like more of this, like, this type of, like, I'm not a big Bob Marley fan. Yeah. Um, I think just, like, white dudes at college ruined Bob Marley for me. You know what I mean? Just yeah, playing oh, jamming over and over yeah. again. That was all of University of New Hampshire. I know. Like, they just seemed to issue his greatest hits album to incoming freshmen. Yeah. And, and I just, in a vacuum, I'd probably like Bob Marley a lot more than I do. Yeah. But I don't have, like, a deep knowledge of reggae. Okay. I have a lot of, uh, like, certain records that I like. Yeah. Um, I don't know a ton of other Lone Ranger stuff. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. But I like this part because he's about to describe, like, Barney... Barnabas Collins, like, his vampire stuff that he does. Like, his eyes turn red and his teeth get dread or I mean, I guess he just must have been a fan? I think, yeah. He's just this Jamaican reggae artist (laughs) who just fucking loves Dark Shadows and and wrote a song about Barnabas Collins. I mean, that's pretty cool. It gets deeper. I'll I'll have more to say after we're done watching the video. Okay, that's funny. That squeal. (laughs) But it's like this party song. Yeah. And then all this footage of. uh, The footage with it makes it really funny. Yes, yeah. Really, really funny. The actor Jonathan Frid, who plays Barnabas, is a great looking vampire. Yes. Yes. He's got just the cheekbones and the chin for it. Honey, chew your neck like a Even if, like, dumb white guys in the late 80s in my dorm were yeah. listening to this, even without them, I still would not like reggae because it's so, it's so plotting for me. I really like, like, early ska and Rocksteady, which were, like, the precursors yeah. to reggae. Which are a little bit more 60s R&B and yeah. soul influence. Yeah, I know a little bit of that, but yeah. yeah. I like that stuff more than I like actual reggae. Yeah. 
But this song is just hilarious to It's me. so bizarre. I listen to it a lot every October. Yeah, you? Yeah. This is your go-to Halloween? Yes. Nice. I mean, I just want to—I I, want to see if you <coughs> did you hear those lyrics just now because that's no. another favorite couplet of mine from the song. Did you, did I don't understand what he's saying. Barney's not a ref or a cricket umpire. Barney is a dreadful and wicked vampire. That's. That lyric is better than anything fucking yeah. Rockwell created <laughs> on either obscene phone caller or uh, somebody's watching me. Yeah, I want to play it one more that's, time now that you know what he says. <laughs> that's pretty great. <laughs> a wicked and what? Dreadful. Oh, dreadful vampire. That's great. Yeah. That is a great couple. This like toasting bit. Oh yeah, that's yeah. another thing. The whole toasting. Oh, you're not into that either. Yeah. 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 It's so much better with the shots from Dark Shadows. Yeah, I figured Kirk's not gonna like this music, but at least he'll have something to watch. It's it's putting it together is great. I mean, it kind of when fits. you think of soap operas now, you think of like weird romance plots yeah. and people sleeping with their twins. Yeah. Or, People who come back from the dead. I feel like American culture is ripe for a daily soap opera about vampires. Like, you want to get kids interested in soaps again? Like, do a daily show. Like, do a Dark Shadows reboot for all those Twilight oh, yeah. fans. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for the Twilight fans, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a little bit more information about Barnabas Collins. It was a big hit. The album it was on was like a number one reggae album. Oh, really? And. There are other reggae songs about Dark Shadows. Some of them are... From other artists? Yeah, some of them are like... Okay, so there's an artist named Yellow Man who did a cover of Barnabas Collins, except he changed the lyrics to make it about him fighting Barnabas Collins. It's, <laughs> it's called Ami Kill Barney. And it's... The, <laughs> it's oh this God. song, but with new lyrics about okay. him like it's defeating the same Barnabas okay. Collins. Then there's another cover that's like a little bit more of a dub version that's called I Thirst by Dillinger. Because that's what that's what Lone Ranger says at the beginning in the middle of the song. He goes, I Thirst. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's another sort of cover with some changes called I Thirst. So like it was such a hit that it spawned like other reggae artists doing Dark Shadows songs. There's an instrumental called Dark Shadows by Charles Hanna and the Graduates. So there's another YouTube video that's like this one where it's all Dark Shadows clips cut to this whole reggae. That's crazy. So it like, it became a thing for reggae artists to do like Barnabas Collins, which is just the weirdest combination of flavors. I also wonder if you go down to Jamaica and talk to someone who's into reggae and is in their late 30s that they're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, Lone Ranger is not like an obscure artist. He's okay. still around. He was like 20 when he recorded this. So okay. he's around like 60 something yeah. now. Um, but he's still around. He still mm-hmm. performs and he's sort of a he's a big figure in reggae okay. from what I can gather. Like I said, I'm not yeah. deep into reggae. Yeah. Um, but he's not like a one-hit wonder 
or a forgotten guy. He's a, he's a known quantity. This is my favorite reggae song. Yeah, it should be. This it is my favorite reggae song. Too, yeah. It is. Just it's because funny it as hell. And like, it, it <laughs> took me so long to, to pick up all the lyrics. Yeah. So you know how sometimes you'll watch a, a Scottish movie or a movie where characters yeah. are British but their accents are really thick? Yeah. And it seems like a foreign language at first, but as you start watching the movie, you start to pick up the accent yeah. and you can understand it more clearly. Over time, You've I started to realize what he was saying line genius. by line. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I must have listened to this song a dozen times before I picked up that Barney Chew Your Neck Like a Wrigley line <laughs> and realized what he was saying and then like laughed out loud. Well, the I, the cricket umpire dreadful vampire alone is <laughs> makes this special. Right. Like, what fun. rhymes with vampire? Umpire? <laughs> cricket. Yeah, that's a, a national sport? Let's go with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That song goes on my Halloween mix wow. every year. That's insanity. Yeah. Okay. I obviously know your pick for our yes. next video. And I understand why you picked it, although it's not technically a Halloween song. I feel like a lot of people do include this on their Halloween I think they mix. do. It's referenced in... Uh, this is the Ghetto Boys, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me. Yeah. Uh, Bushwick Bill references it in his in his verses. Yeah. He references Halloween. Right. Um I don't really know a lot of Ghetto Boys song. I don't really like them that much. But this, oh no, I do like the Ghetto Boys. This is a top ten hip hop song for me. Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. This is their monster hit. Yes, and this is like I put this in just the catalog of like top ten greatest ever. Yeah, I love this song. And my favorite part of it is the first sentence. Okay, well, let's just play just, it. Just this first sentence alone makes I me... I don't remember off the top of my You'll head. You'll hear it. It's the greatest line ever. I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. That was it. <laughs> I sit alone in my four-cornered room staring at candles. That already has kind of a Halloween yeah, vibe. Yeah, I, I always just love how that started out. And then the song just goes right in. I yeah. fucking love that. <laughs> Oh, that sample is great. Yeah, it's a real well-known sample that I'm blanking on right now. Because it's about being psychologically yeah. disturbed or yeah. upset, so it's got a Halloween vibe. Yes. And he's just all messed up. Yeah. Oh, such a good song. See? Yeah. It's the obscene phone caller. Right, yeah. That's, that's who's that, watching yeah. him. There's a creepy guy in a black suit. In a black suit, he's on the streets, it's foggy out. You could say somebody's watching him, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah, like, I don't, I know vaguely a couple of their other songs, but other than this one. Yeah, the other the other popular one is Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster. Oh, yeah, that's Office right. Space, so oh, my God, that's right. A lot of people know that song from that movie. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a fine tune, yeah. too. I'll give that one, too. Then, of course, the uh, album cover, which I think was this one. It is this album, yeah. Yeah, of Bushwick Bill taking shot in the eye. He got shot in the eye to this day. He, he lost an eye from an yeah. accident where he got shot in the eye. The album cover is the other two guys from the group, like, wheeling him on a gurney in the hospital after he got shot. Yeah. yeah. So Bushwick Bill has, a like, this bloody, gross eye. Yeah. And he's at the hospital, and they use that for their album cover. That's some of the most hardcore shit it's in hip-hop history. It's ballsy as fuck. Yeah. And, like, that's just unbelievable. I mean, that's... Like, the, I, I want to make clear. They didn't, like, <laughs> recreate the no. moment later. It's a photograph yeah. of him, actually, in the yeah, hospital after he got in shot. In the hospital. Out. And they're like, this is our cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Fucking insane. Yeah. 
That's why. That's why they get a boy's gift. They, yeah, they were legit. Yeah. Although you know, when hip hop was still largely about like boasting and talking about how much of a badass you were, this this record's kind of different for being about like I'm kind of scared. Exactly. Man. Like, exactly. <laughs> this was not really done a lot. They, yeah. they weren't boasting about how much money they're making yeah. or you know the women they're with. They're like. Shit's fucked up in my mind. What is? What year is this? 90, 91? 91, like yeah. 91. Now yeah. we come Bushwick Bills. Oh, no. I know, there's one more, and then he's the last one. They go back. Uh, but it is, it's true, like, that whole paranoia thing. Yeah. No one, no one rap song did that. Yeah. It was either party music or political, you know? Especially these three guys who were pretty hardcore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of heartfelt rap now, but at Not the time, this is a little no. bit more of an anomaly. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ghetto Boys could be easily lumped into, oh, they're gangster rappers. Yeah. But, you know, this song is not a gangster rapper, which I find fascinating. It's a sad song. Yeah. It's a sad song. And then the Bushwick Bill one that's coming up. That's the, yeah, that's the classic one. Yeah, Bushwick, but I mean, he's the centerpiece of it. Of yeah. Three. Yeah. This hook. Yeah, this sample, I'm trying to remember that sample. I don't know what the sample is, but <coughs> now it's Halloween, kids are yeah. trick-or-treating. Which he rhymes exactly like you just did. Yeah. Uh, Bushwick's chasing kids. Yeah. This year, Halloween fell on a weekend. Me and Ghetto was a trick-or-treating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little kids for bags. I mean, this Larry, they're just, they're beating a guy down on Halloween. Yeah, but it's the creeper who's been, like, the creeper that's been stalking him. So he, the guy deserved it. That was pretty badass how Bushwick jumped jumped on him. I mean, we haven't mentioned it. It bears worth mentioning Bushwick Bill is a little person. Yes, he's very, yes. So in that shot... He just he charges at the guy, jumps up in the air, punches him in the face. It's a good, pretty badass. But then they realize they're not punching. He's not punching anyone. The mind's playing tricks on him. He He was never even there. His boys weren't even there. Just punching the concrete. Yeah. Mind's playing tricks on me. Oh, so good. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, other than this, uh, not a lot of Halloweeny shit in hip hop. No, there's tons of it in rock and roll. Yeah, because like I said, there's a lot of like rockabilly bands or like neo rockabilly and psychobilly, yeah. like the Cramps and shit. Yeah, who will do that sort of thing? Um, not a lot of it. In no, it's like I, this and like the Freaks Come Out at Night by Who? Which is a great. I almost considered that one up, but I'm like, you know, this what? one's better. This, this one's, one's better. better. <laughs> also, when he's talking about freaks, he's talking about he's, people. He's talking about weirdos, not people necessarily. who, who want to bone each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's a de facto Halloween song. It not is an a de facto Halloween yeah, song. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I love the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. This is a good one. Uh, okay. How familiar are you with Glenn Danzig? I know Glenn Danzig is a metal guy, and that kind he, of he fronts the band Danzig. Before that, he fronted the band The Misfits. Oh, did he? Yeah. Which were more uh, the of Misfits like... The punk? They're considered punk, but Danzig has this great, almost crooning baritone. He's almost like if Jim Morrison was in a punk horror band. 
Are you calling the group Danzig punk horror? Are they're, they're, they would not be considered metal? Um, sort of a <laughs> sort of sort of both. Okay, more so than the Misfits. I see. Just based on but, what little I know, I would go. Oh, Misfits are punk. Danzig's metal. That's yeah, just that's close. That's okay. close to the truth. But okay. th- those aren't quite quite accurate descriptions of either. Okay. But for the most part, that's how. Yeah. But I, I I suspect you know the song Mother by Danzig. Yes. That was like their big. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and he's a big buff guy, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and both bands had like, even though Misfits are more punk than metal, they definitely had that like horror element to them. What was their big? They have a big something that they would be known um, for. Yeah, Last nothing. Caress, When Eagles Dare. They have oh. songs. Yeah, they have songs like Skulls, when, like okay. I Want Your Skull, and uh, songs about bats and shit. You know, that kind of thing. Okay. So we're not going to hear any music by The Misfits or Glenn. Uh, we're going to watch this really weird video that's been one of my favorite uh, videos on YouTube mm-hmm. forever. Uh well, I also want to say about Danzig, he lives about two miles down the street from here. Seriously? He lives right on Franklin Avenue. Oh, my about God. About two miles from here. And when you see his house... Uh, okay, our friend Alexa is a huge Misfits fan. Oh, okay. So, uh, early when she started working in the same place as us, I found out she was a Misfits fan. I was like, you know, Danzig lives, like, not far from here. Oh, my God. She's like, we should go see his house sometime. She's like, yes, that would be amazing. So one time, it like we we kind of forgot about it, and then way later, we were just like walking around the mm-hmm. neighborhood. We both live in Hollywood. She was, we just went for a walk, and I was like, "Follow me." I was like, "I want to take us in a certain direction." Yeah. I was going to take her to Danzig's house, but she had like forgotten that that was something we were planning to do, so she didn't know uh-huh. where I was taking her. So we're just walking down Franklin, and as we get to the house, she goes, "I want to know who lives in that uh-huh. house." Because you can tell, like, like the sh- like the the blinds are all askew. There's no yeah. lights on it. There's holes in the roof. Like he has not kept up the house, and oh, it's wow. in this residential neighborhood on Franklin. But it looks like it would be Danzig's house. It looks like it's leaking inside, and yeah. there's probably bats living in there. So she goes, "I want to know who lives in that house." I go, "That's where we're going." And then she realized, like, that's oh, Danzig's house. You can you can like Google Danzig's How house. How long do you think he's lived there? I don't know, which is I, – I told that story because I wonder if this clip, which is from his home, but is from the 80s, oh, okay. would have been in that house. Oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, also, in the past couple months, it's come out that he the house is for sale. Oh, wow. Yeah. For way more than it's worth. Oh, yeah. Especially in this neighborhood. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is a clip uh, – it's it, the title of it on YouTube is Glenn Danzig interview on the topic of books. Yeah, I call it "Welcome to My Book Collection" because that's <laughs> the first thing he says. Oh, it's just Glenn Danzig in front of his bookshelf, and he's going to show you some of the books that he that's owns. Delightful. Oh, I I love and books. It's clearly like from his living room, but it looks like it's candle lit. It's all in black. I doubt, I bet he just always has his house candle. Lit, oh, right? there's a hundred percent. He's really playing up his yeah. persona uh, in this one. But he's still young. It, it seems like it's around the mid to late 80s because he's still young and pretty pretty good looking. Of course, okay. he's shirtless. If, well, he, he's always By shirtless. law, he has to be. Um, and his book collection is pretty great. Okay. So let's just find out some of the stuff that Glenn's been reading. Let's see what he reads. What's he peruse? Welcome to my book collection. Oh, my God. <laughs> Selling it. part of my book collection. There's all kinds of stuff here. You know, 
I love that it's in black and white. The World by Monty Summers. The Werewolf. It's great. <laughs> There's lots of great werewolves okay. in here. One sec. What? Is he fucking with us? Like his demeanor? I think yes and no. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I really think he's playing it up here. But yeah. I mean, he is that guy. Okay. But he also has a persona. Yeah, okay. But in this one, he's, like, smiling so much yeah. and really kind of winking at you. Yeah, he's, like, taking a piss For out a of it. For a guy who takes himself seriously a lot of the time, he's not taking himself too seriously yeah. on this. that's what But I also, feel. this is his real book collection. Yeah, no, he does read tell. these books. Yeah. It's just the idea of him doing this. Yeah. I'm wondering if he's kind of winking a bit at it. I also have no idea what the context of this clip is from. If it's from some documentary from 30 years ago, yeah. where it originally was broadcast, if at all. But I don't want to know. <laughs> I like it existing... Just as it does on YouTube, yeah, and I don't, I don't. It just stands on its own. I feel like he did it for himself. Like he's doing this on home video, and yeah, then, like and then no one's did. interviewing him. He's just doing it. He just set up a tripod. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I firmly believe that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> so he was just saying, this is the Werewolf by Montague Summers, which is a collection of werewolf stories. Okay, never read. All documented, all true. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. True werewolf story. <laughs> Documented. All true. Right. Yeah, of course. He's not gonna read some fucking fiction. No. This is non-fiction about werewolves. <laughs> um, there's one in particular that's great where they're looking for this guy who's accused of being a werewolf and he comes out of this clearing shaking a baby in his mouth. All true. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, he just laughed. That's the kind of stuff I like to read, he says. Oh, let's see. Yeah, let's pick another one at random. Just, I didn't plan this ahead of time no, at all. It's just me and the tripod. Yeah. yeah. Cult roots and Nazism. <laughs> the occult roots of Nazism. Okay. Every school child should have this book. <laughs> <laughs> you learn a lot from this one. Yeah. Okay. About how Nazis worship the devil, <laughs> okay. I guess. Yeah, we got it. You got a real thorough book report. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about something a little more detailed. Society's views of evil, what their conception of evil is. That actually sounds like an interesting <clears throat> book. This, this Anthropology is, of evil, what different societies can Actually, that would probably be interesting. I would read the shit out of Does that. Does he, was his music, ugh, I hate to use this, but it was like satanic kind of in that. Not really. Okay, did he... In the way that he, rock music is satanic. Did he like, sing of the occult and werewolves? And, yes. Okay. Yeah. The okay. Misfits, a lot of their stuff is like... Okay. You know, they have a song called Halloween. They have a song called Skulls. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a lot of I stuff see. like that. All right. Yeah, yeah. And don't even have evil. Uh, here we go. <laughs> this one's the Lost Books of the Bible. The Lost Books the of the Bible. Lost books of the Bible. The Lost Books of the Bible tells you a lot of stuff <laughs> that they omitted from the Bible. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All original chapters of the Bible, which were excised. The Bible censored. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, you get woke. Yeah. <laughs> Is he going to read? He's telling you about Jesus' childhood. Stuff that I guess most churches wouldn't want you to know about. Because it doesn't fit in with their ideology. He's so soft-spoken about it, too, which makes me laugh. Yeah. Also, for the listener, he's shirtless, but he's wearing leather cuffs. Yes, and, and like a leather neck and a choker. Yeah, like yeah, it's pretty. It's, I guess yeah. you would call it a choker with with wonderful, fantastic hair. Yeah, I mean he's an amazingly attractive looking. Oh dude. no, this dude's the, his, way good looking. The hair, uh, yeah, his the tattoos, cut, tat. Yeah, he, he's he's fucking cool. Oh yeah. 
one uh, passage in here where Jesus and a little kid are playing on the Sabbath. He even kind of looks Jesus like Jim Morrison. I could see that. Uh, yeah. I think he's better looking than Jim Morrison. Oh yeah, well, uh, we know we you know how we feel about this. More talented than Jim. Yeah. You know that Jesus <laughs> killed a kid when he was a teenager. I know now thanks to Glenn Danzig. Yeah. Jesus was coming home in the evening with Joseph. He met a boy who ran so hard against him that he threw him down. To whom the Lord Jesus said, "As thou hast thrown me down, so shalt thou fall, for nor ever rise." Yeah, all right. Bet you didn't know Jesus was a badass. Fucking, ass. Ass. fucking kick major ass. <laughs> and then he smiles and laughs. I, he's it's so yeah, cute. He's so, it's like, so cute. look, I don't. Th- I've never seen any other footage of Danzig smiling and yeah. laughing. But he also like shrugs his shoulders, like, "What are you gonna do?" He's, yeah, he's almost like it's a shy smile. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. It's just what I like. Funny. It's pretty funny. I'm so tempted to go knock on his door and be like, can I look at your book collection? Can I borrow one of your... What other volumes do you have, Glenn? Let me change the notches as Nicholas Sparks. I love Danzig. He's great. What is is the time frame between when the Misfits were done and Danzig started? Um, I think he... The Misfits still exist without him. I think he left the band... I don't remember what your mid eighties. Okay, a few years between them and Danzig. Okay. Mother is uh, eighty eight. Oh, okay. The first so Danzig that album. Okay. So yeah, um, I didn't expect you to be overly familiar with Danzig, but I no. figured you'd heard of him. Not heard of him. Yeah, yeah. So before I move on from that clip, uh, I found a little article in the New York Times from about ten years ago that this guy wrote about this clip mm-hmm. a little bit, but then he goes goes off on a fun tangent. The name of the article is Welcome to My Book Collection. This is by Dwight Garner in the New York Times. Alrighty. And I'm just going to read it. It's only a few paragraphs. I'm just going to read it in its entirety. Sure. It's almost like a blog post. Life is short and YouTube is long, but this may be just about my favorite clip up there. Mine too. Even though this (laughs) article is 10 years old. It's an interview with the rumbling goth rocker Glenn Danzig. That's a good description of both bands, goth rock. Clearly from early in his career, he's now in his 50s, now he's in his 60s, in which he takes readers on a guided tour of his spooky book collection. This is like watching what might have happened had David Cassidy become the house librarian on the Munsters. (laughs) (laughs) Among the books Danzig possesses are The Werewolf, 1933, by Montague Summers, quote, all documented, all true, (laughs) and The Occult Roots of Nazism from 1985 by Nicholas Goodrick Clark. Quote, every school child should have this book. I know a lot, inadvertently, about Glenn Danzig's music. Back in the mid to late 90s, when I was living in a small brick apartment building in Manhattan's West Village, my downstairs neighbor was a rambunctious Satanist. (laughs) I love those two words together. Yes, Rambunctious Satanist. He looked like what you'd get if you combine Glenn Danzig with, I don't know, a ponytailed Ralph Cramden. That's probably most Satanist. Yeah, I mean, that can't get much more Satanist than what he just wrote. He'd painted his apartment walls black and red. His living room was full of animal skulls and caged reptiles. And is this a typical Satanist obsession? He collected umbrellas that would become, with a flick of the wrist, knives and other kinds of weapons. 
One night, he was drying out some sort of skull in his oven, and he left it in way too long. The whole building smelled like scorched bone for a week. This guy's favorite thing to do when he got home late at night was to play some horror punk music at, battle, at building rattling volume. He was particularly fond of Danzig and the Cramps. Thanks to him, I pretty much know all the words to Danzig's hit, Mother. <laughs> I've forgotten the guy's name, but I've just found out he's going to live on. One of our house sitters from back then, visiting from Mississippi, is going to publish his first novel next year, and our Satanist neighbor is, is the inspiration for one of the characters. Oh. If I could find our Mr. Satan, I'd send him a copy. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> oh my god. So I just thought that was a fun little Halloween story. That is a lovely about Halloween a, about story. About a kooky neighbor. About a kooky wacky Dude, neighbor. If, if someone in my building was some weird Danzig fan Satanist oh. who like dried out skulls in his oven that he bought off eBay, because that's where you get them. Yeah. I would want to hang out with him all the time. Like just any old afternoon when I have nothing to do. Just oh my god. His door, like, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that, but in practice, <laughs> I would be like, probably one hangout would be enough. You'd be like, I get you, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. It's just, I mean, it's just another form of nerd. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. like a Dungeons and Dragons. It really nerd is. That really yeah. at its core. Absolutely. All right, the next clip is yours, Dana Dane. Yeah. Dana Ooh. Dane is a rapper. Okay. Uh, I've, from, I from feel like I've got i have the entire collection of yo mtv raps trading cards and mm-hmm. i believe there's a dana dane card in there his bigger song uh was cinderfella okay well, he does his raps are all very story oriented yeah <clears throat> he raps with a fake british accent okay because uh he was originally part of a group with one of your favorites slick rick Oh, was he part of the Get Fresh crew? Or was no, it this, was bef- this was even before the Get Fresh Was crew. it when Slick Rick was still uh, MC Ricky D? Could be, because okay. uh, he was part of this trio. I can't remember the name, but Dana Dane was part of it. Okay. And so Dana Dane, you know, Slick Rick actually is British. Yeah. Uh, Dana Dane kind of like co-opted this. So you can kind of hear <laughs> similarities. You're like, oh, it sounds like a low-rent Slick Rick, but no, it's Dana Dane. Okay. Even and, a low-rent Slick Rick can't be that bad. No. He's fairly legit. I mean, yeah. he only had a couple of songs, Nightmares. Uh, Which is the one we're going to watch. Yes, we're going to hear Nightmares because it's yeah. Halloween-oriented. And uh, Cinderfella, I assume, is about the Jerry Lewis movie. <laughs> exactly. Huge Jerry Lewis fan. Yeah, yeah. Cinderfella was... You know what? Dana Dane doing a song about <laughs> Jerry Lewis would not be as weird as Lone Ranger doing a song about Barnabas Collins. Not at all. I would love to do that. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, no, he's just, it's just one of those, you know, 1980s uh, story songs. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just get into it. <laughs> Dr. Slumber. Yeah. He's asking for Dr. Slumber. Oh, yeah, maybe five uh, records, yeah. Profile was big. <laughs> yeah, you're that baller. Even just the way he said, "My name is Dana Dane." He sounds like Slick. Wait till you get he gets in here. Yeah. Like this is Slick Rick. When I walked into the office, what did I see? A well-shaped body with the vibe to me, sitting in a chair with a white gown. She said, "Dana Dane, would you please lay down?" This she is said that she so mid '80s. Yeah, yeah. so still got that like. It's got the boom bap. It's got that boom bap. It sounds a little like a Def Jam record, yep. but this is before that was really, uh, yep. 
So he's having nightmares. So we went to Dr. Slumber. Yeah. Ooh. Nightmare. I think that's Rick, that Rick Rubin? Rubin in the back. It looks like Rick Rubin. <laughs> I think that is Rick Rubin. But it's not a Def Jam cut. No, it's not. I don't know what year Def Jam launched. It could have been after this. It could have been like 86. It could have been. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Data Dame was one of those guys who was uh, not as well known as others. I mean... You were entirely accurate. He looks and sounds yeah. like a poor man slick Rick. Yeah. But that's still great. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah. Do you know you might know Cinefella if you heard it. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. They um He samples uh the da- uh Rick. Dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, he looks like Slick Rick, he's got a Kango, the big glasses, the jacket. He sounds like Slick Rick and looks a little like Dougie Fresh. Yeah, it's weird. See, there's a nightmare girlfriend. It's his girlfriend who turned into a zombie. But like, low budget makeup, so it's like (laughs) the zombies from the original Night Night of the Living Dead, where it's just kind of chalky white skin and bags under their eyes, and it's like, there's your zombie. They're like, can we just film this? Okay, come on, let's go. We're making this movie for $2. Yeah, we don't have time. Yeah. This is a pretty low budget video. Oh yeah, but it works. I mean, horror movies are good when they're low to medium budget. Exactly, it makes it even a little scarier. Yeah, a little more nightmarish. You have to be creative with your practical effects. Yeah, so you gotta lie on the floor and move around like you're scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what else you got? That's some nightmare he has because he's all over the place. I'm trying to figure out what is around his neck. Oh, yeah. Is it just like a cravat? Or like a... No, it's like something hanging... That is definitely Rick Rubin. Yeah, he's kind of in the shadows, but it looks like Rick. <laughs> I don't know, he's smiling a lot when he's rapping about being so scared. Yeah, he's kind of happy about it. <laughs> Which is funny because... That is I, a pretty ooky chorus. The... I remember, that's what I remember most about it, is the, the, the chorus being nightmarish. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, and it's funny that you notice that he's smiling because I was like, oh, I don't remember him smiling this video. I just remember being scared. Yeah, yeah. Because fifteen. And the up. effects are about on par with that creepy cave episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> if you're maybe a little too old for it, I'm a little too scared old for the shit that. out of me. It's funny what scares us when we're little. Yeah. This also reminded me of another uh, Halloween rap song that we didn't include, which is uh, A Nightmare on My Street. Oh, that song's so bad. By DJ Jazzy Jeff and oh. Fresh Prince. Oh, my God. Doesn't Fresh Prince do, like, a Freddy Krueger impression? Yes, like, he does. There's a verse where he encounters Freddy. Yeah. And the, oh, yeah. It's, that is a... Not great. <laughs> which isn't to say I think that DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince aren't great. They're not the best, but look, I have their 1993 album Code Red on cassette. That's the one with Boom Shake the Room on it. Um, this is going to be terrible here, yeah. you music nerds. <laughs> I don't like early Jesse Jeff and the Fresh Prince. But you like, like the 90s shit? Yes. <laughs> Which is weird. I started liking them when he came out with Summertime. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's a great song. That's a that's classic. That's a great but yeah, like, I, parents don't understand, and, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's, it was so, like, that to me was like a novelty song. Too corny. Yeah. 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 I think I can fight Mike Tyson. 
<laughs> That's a dumb song. What about uh, "Ring My Bell"? No, nope. no, no. But it came around summertime. Summertime. Good, like summertime. And then he, and then he came out in the '90s, and I was like, "Hey, he's good." Boom Shake the Room is when they tried to go a little gay. It's sort of a like a little bit. Code Red is sort of like the DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince equivalent of the Funky Headhunter. It, it, it is, which we discussed. It before. really is. Yeah. It really definitely. Is. But. Uh, these are long nightmares. I didn't realize how long this day to day was. six minutes long. That was a long nightmare day to day. Yeah. He was sleeping. Oh, the whole time. You could say his mind was play, playing tricks <laughs> on him. <laughs> Even this part of it with the Tina wake up right yeah. is like the beginning of children's story with the yeah. Uncle Ricky, can yeah. you tell us a bedtime story, please? Yeah. Uh, okay. This next one's mine. Mm-hmm. This is Dragula by Rob Zombie. Do you remember this song? No. From the late 90s? You I don't know, remember it? I know Rob Zombie. Yeah. I don't Rob remember. Zombie is super Halloween-y. Yes. I don't remember Dragula. Dragula was like, that was one of his big hits. If you heard it, when you hear it, you might say, oh, I okay. remember this. However, we're not going to hear the version performed by Rob Zombie. We're we going to hear. We're going to hear a very special cover. Okay. It's actually a karaoke cover. Really? We're gonna we're gonna have a little visit with our friends Bev and No Bob. way! I thought that was gonna be just right now. Yeah, I brought them back already. No, there's nothing wrong with bringing them back. This here's why this one's fun. Bev and Bob, as we've discussed, they're this couple. I found out they're from in some small town in Indiana, which <coughs> is unsurprising. Yeah. Um, and they make these karaoke videos. They've done hundreds of them. For the most part, they do them together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Bev does a solo performance. More frequently, Bob will do a solo performance. Oh. And when Bob does a solo video, he'll frequently do, like, real hard rock and metal shit. This isn't a Bob solo performance, but it's clearly his choice. Uh-huh. Because if you remember the, the one we watched uh, in our B-Sides episode, yep. they did uh, Toto's Africa. Yes. And Bev is really belting it out. And yeah. Bob's a little less sure of himself when it gets to his verse. But boy, is he into this song. <laughs> He's selling so this it. one's more of a Bob joint, All but right. they're both singing it. That's so He gives himself every verse, and Bev comes in on the chorus. Oh. <laughs> and he also, like, last time we saw him, he was wearing, I, we called it a bandana, but it was actually a backwards baseball hat. He's got, his, he's got long hair, and he's got it yeah. down now. And he does a little bit of head banging. Wow. He's so, like, I'm, doing, I'm ready for this one. Let's spend some Halloween time with Bev and Bob. And their rendition of Dracula by Rob Zombie, which I believe is 98, maybe 97 song. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bob is already way more in his Yeah, yep. But Bev is like, she's... She's like, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna work with it. That's why I love these two. They get into the spirit of it. They know how to have fun. And look what they have in the background. The, The monsters. The monsters doing a drag race. (laughs) <laughs> I like how she's like pretending to hit him in the yeah. head. <laughs> okay, that's not helping me recognize the song. No? No. Maybe when you hear the chorus. Okay. He's still as off-key and off-tempo <laughs> as they were. So off-tempo. But he's super into it. <laughs> I'm so confused now. 
They're like a full bar ahead of the song. Yeah, and it's making me go, wait, I don't recognize, I still don't recognize the song. Alright. Oh, go ahead, Bev. She's having a blast, too. She's not taking it quite as seriously as he is. He is way more into it than Africa. They're, They're both having equal amounts of fun right now. But they're having very different kinds yes. of fun. Yes. She's just happy to be doing the karaoke. He's yes. like, this song's a fucking jam. But he's also not like, he's not looking at her like, do it right. No, no. He's like, nope. They do their own thing. They're a great couple. They're good together and they're good separate. And that's the sign of a good couple. Yeah. He's wearing a kick-ass, like, skull crucifix t-shirt. And, and she's got, like, this spiked uh, bracelet on. Yeah, a little she, kind she put on a little makeup this yeah. time. They get into character with each song. This is a little character. Yeah. I still don't know this song. All right. This was a big hit. Okay. So you weren't like listening to rock radio in 1997. No, but I would have known of it. Yeah. I would think. I'm blaming this more on me than than Bevan. I would say this is probably his biggest hit. Okay. You're saying it is? Yeah. Off tempo. I bet he doesn't need the monitor though. I think he knows the words. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. He's ahead of it because he's like so eager to get to the. Yeah, he's so jacked to get into it. He's rushing through it. Oh, Oh, man. I think her issue is she doesn't just know, doesn't know the song that Yeah, way. she's just like, okay, play it. <laughs> Go ahead and play it. It's fine. I'm, I'll just do it. Are you a Rob Zombie fan? Nah. Oh, this God. isn't my type of thing. I'd, I'd much rather watch Beth and Bob do it. Yeah. I would literally love to spend Halloween doing Halloween karaoke songs with Ben. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that would be the best Halloween party ever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is so fun. (laughs) This is another long one. (laughs) It's almost over. Oh no no no! I just. there's a long like I wasn't sure so no that was adorable when she pats him on the back yeah. at the end as yeah. in like we nailed it yeah yeah oh my god they just have fun yep hey is there a hot sound from the street I think you said we'll see how that sounds from the street <laughs> like we're gonna bother the neighbors oh, screaming that's see even then he's like worried he's like hey you know what I might have woken up but he had that sort of Glenn Danzig shy smile on his face oh wow I like them more and more yeah they're adorable yeah so uh, this next one's a bit of an odd choice this is yours yes we've talked about this artist before yeah we've talked about how much you hate him yes no it's not Mark Cohn no no it's Bob Seger and I hate Bob Seger yes right I don't hate Bob Seger. And this is probably my favorite Bob Seger song. Is it really? There is nothing Halloween-y about Hollywood Nights no. except for you. 
because it scares me. I want to. I don't know if I've said this to you in private or on the show before, but one of our listeners has pointed out after binge listening to a bunch of episodes, Kirk was scared of a lot of weird shit when he was. A yes, kid. I was. I had yeah. a weird scared thing. I don't know why. Like you were scared of the video for uh, um, Rocket, and yeah. you were scared yeah. of yeah. some. Not scary songs. Yeah. It was a weird time for me. I yeah, don't know but, why. But I think all kids have that thing where sometimes yeah. not scary things just touch a nerve. Yeah. It just touched a nerve in me. And Hollywood Nights, I would have to I would have to turn the song. I have to change the channel. Yeah? I couldn't listen to it. It just it just came across as spooky to you? It just it just like it may it stressed me out. Yeah? It, it, something about it like scared me and stressed me out. Yeah. I used to listen to, uh, before I go to bed, I would listen to the radio at night on my little clock radio. And uh, sometimes it, it, they would play Hollywood Nights because that was a hit song. And I would yeah. have to change it really quick. It's such a lovely, wistful song. Like, I live in Hollywood now. And obviously, this is a song that got played on FM radio yeah. all the time. Plus, my parents were huge Seeger fans. So I heard this song a million times before I moved to Hollywood, but I still remember the first time I heard it in my car driving through L.A. Oh, really? and like getting a little misty over it. Like so I'm funny. I'm having my own Hollywood nights now. Oh, just that's like, so funny. Just like Bob sang about. I have uh, I don't have that connection. Yeah. To this. But now here's the thing. Here's why it kind of applies to Halloween. It is called Hollywood Nights, and Hollywood is not the Nicest neighborhood no. in L.A. No, it is not. That's a uh, big misconception. Yeah, a night out in certain areas of Hollywood. A little scary. <coughs> a little, a little scary. Bit scary. Yeah, it's a little dicey. So it does have a... I mean, lyrically, there's nothing scary about it. No, lyrically, it. it's just one of those songs that you're like, I'm scared by it. I don't know. Like, now I hear it and I go, why was I scared by this? I still don't like it. Yeah. I'll still change the channel because... Maybe know. maybe as we listen to it, you can get into that place and describe what you're feeling. <laughs> this is, by, by the way, a live version because none of Seeger's shit is on YouTube. No. Uh, but this live version is. But it's still pretty good. And this is a big problem. <laughs> He's such oh a dork. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's cool. I like Seeger. I mean, he's cool in how uncool he is, you know? He's got it's great the, hair. He does have great hair. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the... It's weird. I, I want to say it's the tempo. Yeah. <clears throat> but I've, I liked fast songs when I was a kid, so that's not necessary. Yeah, it's just one of those driving 70s... It's, yeah. Like, sort of... Not ballad, but it's lyrically kind of a ballad. Yeah. It's a rock song. It's got that piano. It's got a, that touch of Jackson Brown to yes. it. I don't know how you feel about Jackson Brown. Don't hate. Okay. Don't hate. Um, but yeah, it just, like, I think it's something about the tempo. Yeah. Maybe like the you just drums, found it menacing somehow? I found it menacing and it stressed me out. Yeah. Um, yeah, because my, my friends laughed at me when I was bringing it up because they were like, what happened to you then? And I was like, nothing happened to me. I, I've never had a traumatic childhood. Yeah. I, I, I you know... That's why I don't know why this scares me. Like I can understand it on a like I can't think of an example, but I feel like I understand the feeling of a song scaring yeah. you for reasons you can't describe. Yeah. I mean I was that's eight just your lizard brain reacting yeah. to it. Yeah. I mean I was eight years old when this came out. Yeah. And so I was just discovering pop music. Right. But this was on all the time. I think it's I if I have to say it, I think it's the it's the driving beat. 
Yeah. And that might have just stressed just me. Just something out. about it hit your spine in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, with, with the title and the lyrics, it could be about like the Tate LaBianca murders or something. <laughs> but which, because that's all Hollywood night yeah. too. But it's not. It's uh, it's a teenage romance because it's a Bob Seger song. So of course I don't even teenage. know what this song's about still because I've turned it off so many times. <laughs> Great looking seventies band. Is it a? Because you're like, it's kind of like a ballad in terms of the lyrics. It's just about young teenage love, like his songs are. It's basically the same theme as Night Moves, you know? Like, I feel like the tempo and that, even not knowing the lyrics, that it was like something bad was happening. Like, in yeah, something that night right. was happening. Like, leader of the pack, like there's about to be a motorcycle accident Yeah, or like something. something was happening in Hollywood at yeah. night that was bad. Yeah, I mean, I can I can sense what you picked up on. I'm an you know empath, what I mean? is what I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a sensitive guy. Yeah, yeah. At eight years old, I can feel it. Yeah, it does sound like <clears throat> it does sound like it's leading to tragedy in the final verse. I think maybe that you know? could be it. Like like American Pie. Yeah. Or <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Like this is a sad story. You don't know it yet because you haven't heard the twist ending. But. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. But that being said, yeah, I don't like any Bob any Bob Seger song. I can't stand. Yeah. Uh, how do you but feel about Springs? Like, I'm trying to get a handle of like how much Heartland rock you can oh. tolerate. <laughs> how, how do you feel about Which is Mel- funny because John I'm from Mellencamp? Fucking Cleveland. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, you know what? I like John Mellencamp. Okay, like John Mellencamp. Not a huge Springsteen fan. Neither am I, but I don't despise him. I like him. Yeah. Uh, I like. Uh, Border Run is a great song. Sure. Love Border Run. People, like, I have Springsteen friends who are like, oh, Nebraska. I'm like, get the fuck yeah. out of here that that's shit. The, that's the music snob. Yeah. Favorite Springsteen yeah. album. Yeah. Fu- I'm going to hear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bob Seger <coughs> just always rub me the wrong way. Just some, yeah. Look, we all have those artists. We all have them. bother us. Although I think I've mentioned this before, Bob Seger is the reason why we have Purple Rain. Have you mentioned this before? Oh, this, right, because yes. Prince just wanted to compete on an yes. arena rock level. Yes, he was He was like, why is Bob Seger on playing stadiums? Yeah. He's like, and I'm playing, like, concert halls. And because they would they would see Bob Seger on tour passing through yeah. the Heartland. And I think it was Bob Seger's manager or something was like, write an anthem. Yeah. Write an anthem and you'll get a stadium. Yep. So Prince like, okay. Yeah. And he wrote Purple Rain. Yeah. So thank you, Bob Seeger. Where's Seeger from? Michigan? I thought he was from Michigan. He's gotta be from Michigan. I feel like that's the right answer. Yeah, it can't be. <laughs> be awful if he's from one Fresno. of those towns. Like he could be from Cleveland or something like that. But like he could also be from LA because I feel like how would he write this song about Hollywood Nights? Maybe because it's that wistful thing that you said. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I feel. I feel like in my bones that the answer is Michigan. If he is not from Michigan, then I'm going to hate him even more. <laughs> Detroit specifically, maybe. American. Locally successful Detroit area artist. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah, that makes sense. Formed and recorded as Bob Seger and the Last Herd. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and Bob Seger System throughout the The Bob Seger System, that, that, there's a, that song is great. Well, I will save that for another episode. <laughs> we have to have more Bob Seger? Ramblin' Gamblin' Man by the Bob Seger system. <sighs> oh, man, there's a great live performance of that. He's got, like, the poncho and the shaggy hippie <laughs> hair. It's like 1968 or 9. Anyway. The Bob. Our, the last clip is mine. Okay. How familiar... Are, this is now the other end of the spectrum from Danzig, <laughs> but another favorite of mine. How familiar are you with Jonathan Richmond? 
Just the name alone. Okay. He was the leader of the Modern Lovers. They have that song Roadrunner, the Massachusetts Anthem. They were sort of like a proto-punk band. Okay. But then he split off from them in the late 70s and became really kind of whimsical and childlike Mm -hmm. with his songs. The other way you might know him is in the movie There's Something About Mary. He's like the balladaire who narrates the movie. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That guy was in a proto-punk band? The Modern Lovers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, with Jerry from the Talking Heads was their keyboard player. Before the Talking Heads. Yeah, Jerry Harrison. Holy shit. Yeah, the Modern Lovers. It's like a cult album. So, um, but he's been a solo act for decades and he's a New England treasure. He's from Massachusetts. I mean, something about Mary's uh, Farrelly Brothers. Yeah, they're Rhode Island. They're Rhode Island. And he's he's Mass, so I think that's why they wanted the New England uh, ballad. Balladeer. All right. And in the early years of Conan O'Brien's version of The Late Show, he would be the musical guest a lot. Oh, that's funny. I think because Conan is also from He's Boston. From, yeah. So um, this is a late night performance of Jonathan Richmond doing his song Vampire Girl, which is another favorite Halloween treat of mine. All righty. But it's a very fun and cute. He's very cute. Okay. I remember him just from... Uh, Something about Mary. I yeah. remember going, that was, that was very whimsical. Yes. He's, that's how he always is. I thought that was just a friend of the Farley brothers. No, he's, he's a cult. Oh, act. wow. Interesting. Yeah. And when he performs, it's pretty much just him and his guitar. Uh-huh. And, uh, these great, these great, great songs. I love him a lot. Mm. A lot. He's a favorite of mine. Look how young going up right Yeah. What year is this? This is probably 93 or 94, okay. based on the <coughs> late night set and how young okay. Conan looks. Yeah, I mean, It's really early on yeah. in, in the run. Uh, and I think it was a thing like they would just get Jonathan if, cause when they, they were trying to someone. book acts. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like there are more than a handful of late night performances yeah. from Jonathan Richmond. So this is, this is a song about how Jonathan Richmond, who's a real square type of guy, loves those goth chicks. Which he calls Vampire Girls. Okay. And that speaks to my heart because I'm the same way. Yep. I'm a big dork, but I love those cool goth girls. So I'm going to, yeah. yeah. I, Are you ready? I want to hear this first first week. Gather around for a minute or two. And I'll admit something to you. Oh, he is so derpy. I've been when women look sinister. He can almost be a children's musician. Yeah, I mean, he's got the shirt for it. Yeah, he always wears that shirt. Oh, you see? It's not the mascara. It's not the tight dress. No, it's a look in the eye that could scare you to death, vampire girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, I, too, have a thing for goth girls. Sure. Which is hot. I have no interest in goth music. Right. But I've always fancied goth girls. I married a goth girl. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I know that uh, your wife is into this mortal coil. Yeah. Her musical taste is a little yes. different from yours. Oh, yes. She likes the Cocktoo Twins. So do I. Yeah, I mean, I Anne and I are more kindred spirits oh, than 100%, you and I in 100%. terms of our taste. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I've got maybe like five artists that we like. That we should do an episode where Anne's a guest and her and I just nerd <laughs> out of her music you <laughs> hate. She be like, shut up, Kirk, just yeah. sit there. <laughs> Yeah. 
it's great too because it looks like he's about to laugh this whole he time. He always is. He's just a joyful That's man. Right. Yeah. Hey, he is. He's like, I'm having fun. And it's, I don't think it's a put on either. No, not at all. This is genuine joy. <laughs> That's great. He got that schedule. Yep. Wow. And he still performs your own stuff? Oh, yeah. He's like in his 60s now, but he still does it. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by the phrase I've never heard You call them goth chicks Yeah I've never heard vampire girl. I think it's just his own Little it's turn of right. phrase It's accurate Yeah it's accurate It's almost like I think he just didn't know What to call them Yeah Goth girls love vampires The last verse is great the goth chick loves Jonathan Richmond. Of course she does. Of course. It is so easy for me to believe that a lot of dyed-in-the-wool goth girls love Jonathan Richmond and would totally sleep with him. I could see it because he's a good-natured, uh, good guy. Right. Well, that's it All right, we for this did episode Halloween. of music. Yeah, we sure did. We did a Got a little spooky one. there. Got a little... I was sweating a little during the Bob Seger. I was going to say, I bet that was the scariest part. It was the scariest part, yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where we're at Music Raygun. We're also on Instagram as at Music Raygun Podcast. And you can always send an email to musicraygun at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Really, really Yeah. Email's fun. Yeah. I get that it's a little light homework, but look, if you're just bored on some Saturday yeah, afternoon. Just we'll respond. Yeah. Oh, totally. We totally do. <laughs> we don't have anything else going on. We got nothing. So I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween.